Welcome back, motherfuckers. You thought you had gotten rid of us. You thought we were salty before. Welcome back to Can We Fix It? I am your host, Maura Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co-host, Jen the Vulpinator Douglas. How you doing, lady? Oh, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, this is not how we thought things were going to transpire. Um, No, I'm surprised. I am entirely. I mean, so here we are making another episode. Um, Let me first just say, this was not like a publicity stunt, right? Like we fully intended... I'm fucking quitting this bullshit show. <laughs> so tired of fielding complaints from mediocre white men. Cause that's the only people who complain to me are white men. That's it. That's nobody else. But men are just at my fucking door being like, um, excuse me. I disagreed with the way the blah, 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 I didn't blah. like way you did this. Blah, 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 blah. So, we really were ready to like throw in the towel. And yeah. I threw in that if you people pay us, you know, if you start paying us for the work that we're doing, we will reconsider this. It never one time occurred to me that threatening your people was going to work. Right. We we just figured you were all going to say, all right, oh, well, then screw you. Right. Like that was a fun year, I guess. Yeah. We, I, guess, I guess we're done with Can We Fix It? Um, You all really stepped up. You guys rallied. That was like impressive. And um, just to my producer who suggested that we might catch more flies with honey. Uh, no, Greg, as it turns out, you catch more flies by threatening to shut this shit down. <laughs> Apparently so. Um, thank you, everyone. This Seriously. was actually really nice. I feel like Sally Fields. Like, you like us! You really like us! Like, I genuinely, for a while there, we were losing patrons and we were just getting complaints, and I thought that we were just, like, recording this for our moms. Well, for your mom. My mom doesn't listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for your mom to listen yeah, to, mom like, in her free time. Um, it, again, it never occurred to us that you guys actually enjoyed this enough to to help us make it work. Um, and as I said in my tweet about this, if like in my other relationships, you are willing to pay me money for my time, I will <laughs> fake it till I make it, baby. I love you. I missed you so much. Tell me about your day. I totally care about that. Um, actually, no, things haven't changed that much. Don't tell me about your day. I don't give a fuck about your day. I'm very tired of hearing about your day, as a matter of fact. So here's how we're going to do this new iteration of Can We Fix It? Yeah, we have rules now. We have rules now. And um, like with all rules, you can choose to break them. Uh, but there are consequences for that happening. So one of the things about creating this podcast that is a pain in the ass is that you guys are a bunch of butthurt little bitch babies mm -hmm. who will then flood our Twitters and Facebooks and Instagrams with complaints and disagreements. Um, you will email our bosses. You will um, chastise us publicly and privately. And it's just like, y'all, if you don't like the podcast, don't listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah. It's a very simple thing. When I think of all the trouble you go through to pull up your Spotify or Apple podcast apps and actually search us out and then play the show and then spend... 40 minutes of your life listening to the show and then actively searching us out online to type out a very long, wordy, annoying message to us complaining. That's, that's a really long time that you're taking out of your lives. 
for something that you're telling me you don't like. Yeah. So stop. Stop doing this. Why are you doing this? Why are you wasting this amount of time? Dude, get a hobby. Build model trains. Masturbate. Do something. Jesus fuck. Oh God, I know. Jerk off. It's much more pleasurable. Leave us alone. So here's how this is going to go from now on. First of all, I personally have gotten rid of all of my social media because I'm sick and tired of hearing you people complain. I'm a masochist, so I still have mine. (laughs) There is a Twitter account. Uh, that is specifically dedicated to can we fix it? Um, and if and when you lodge your complaints on this Twitter account, we will read them on air with your Twitter handle. Test us, motherfuckers. Test us. You want to continue to just flood our lives with this negativity and nonsense when it would be significantly easier and less time consuming for all of us for you to just shut the fucking phone off, bro. Just shut the phone off. It's cool. We're good. Like, you don't. Nobody's making you listen to this shit. Okay? And so these are the new rules, all right? From now on, when you tweet nonsense at the Can We Fix It Twitter. Or if you send us a private message. That is going to be assumed that it's directed at the Can We Fix It Twitter. Honestly... I love that I did not disclose until the last episode that I deleted my messenger app because when I re-downloaded it, it literally was just like three weeks worth of men just like shouting into the wind. Oh, yeah. Just like, I'm so mad. God damn it. I'm so mad. Like no concept that I was like not reading it, seeing it, giving didn't a flying fuck. It. Oh, just amazing. Yep. Uh, Screaming I re- into the void. Right. I deleted it again. It was like once yeah. I saw that it was no, I was right. It was still just full of complaints. Glad yep. we glad we figured that out. Um, yeah, so I deleted all I deleted all my social media. You you got you guys did a great job. You did a great job. Fucking five years of public service, and I didn't delete my my Twitter. And you guys one yeah. one year one year as a podcaster, podcast. and I'm like, well, there we go. You can go fuck yourselves. So anyhow, we're back and we're saltier than ever. Um. We're also, I feel like we should get Greg to put in like some like godfathering music in the background (laughs) so that we can announce uh, what you guys already know. Jen and I are, uh, we're criminals. We're filthy, filthy, dirty, dirty criminals, criminals. Yep. So, um, I feel compelled to explain to the listeners, uh, what what happened with all that in a way that I definitely did not feel compelled to explain to the uh, investigative reporter from WBRI who reached out to me. Is that what they're calling themselves now? Investigative reporters. In my defense, when I get a voicemail from a grown man who was telling me that his name was Tolly Taylor, I 100% thought that that was like the Rhode Island jerky voice. Like it never occurred to me that that was like an actual human being. Human I wouldn't name my dog Tolly Taylor. Like, that sounds made up. That sounds like a fake, that sounds like a bad made up name. And so it, I thought I thought I was being pranked a little bit. Um, and also, I, the novelty of not having to answer to reporters has not worn off yet. Um, I have only been out of office for 14 months, and it has been... Really nice when Tara Granahan's are like, do you care to comment on such and such? And I'm like, nah. Yeah, good. No. 
I yeah. don't. I don't want. I like it. when people reach out and they're like, "Gotcha question," and I'm like, "Or I could just not have an answer for you." Yeah, like that's I don't also, have to. Because I don't. Right? Because I am a private citizen now, motherfuckers. I'm a private citizen. I don't have to do jack shit. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> There was something that I did have to do as a private citizen that I failed to do, which is what got me in all this trouble in the first place. <laughs> so, despite what WPRI says, Jen and I are not the next Gordon Fox. I mean, we are a little gay, but we are not. Yeah, yes. But we're not like, neither of us is going to jail. Jeff Levy, although I know you would love that. You've been dying for this podcast. You'll pry it from our criminal hands. <laughs> pry it from my cold, dead fingers. Um, not happening. Uh, but uh, we were compared. Yeah, we were compared to Gordon Fox. Yeah, uh, who it embezzled, was, uh, what, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Wasn't he? Didn't he do, like, money laundering? Like, yeah. Bribes I don't even like, know how to launder money. I mean, the only thing I've ever stolen in my life. Isn't that just when life, you go to the laundromat and you put your money in the dryer and then it's, a, it's not, that it's not drug money anymore. I would You've like laundered to say, it. the only thing I've ever stolen in my life was an Andy's candy from Cumberland Farms on my 21st birthday. And, oh. I, and I got compared to Gordon Fox on a channel WPRI newscast. I one time accidentally stole a candy bar because I was buying a bunch of them and I didn't have enough hands. So I put it in my pocket, like not thinking, like trying to grab. And... I walked all the way home and realized that I hadn't paid for it and went back crying, so crying like- to pay for the regular sized Milky Way bar that I had accidentally put. Exactly. Yeah. Like these are the kind of people that Jen and I are. So I had like a very uncomfortable conversation this weekend where I had to like call my dad and be like, hey, yeah, I didn't steal money. Just so, and my dad was like, "Yeah, it never once occurred to me that you took something that didn't belong to you." Like I'm not, and I'm like, "I know, but like, I brought dishonor on our family, dishonor on our cow, dishonor on our namesake." Like, fuck me. Yeah. Um. Here's here's what happened. I lost my election. I lost my primary in September, and basically pulled a half baked. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, I'm out. Like, I didn't answer my phone for like three months. I didn't check my fucking email. Like, I I was just, I was both mourning the loss of my seat and celebrating the fact that I never had to fucking go back to the state house again. Like, it was a very weird time for me. Um, and I had filed my campaign finance report seven days before the primary, which was pretty much when I had the last of my expenses and everything. Um, and I think I filed my first one after my primary. I don't think I ever closed out my your campaign, my campaign account. finance account or whatever. Um, you're supposed to like close out your bank account and then prove to the... Well, I don't know what you're so supposed to do because I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Exactly. You're just done. <sighs> right. So then I get like increasingly urgent calls from the board of elections that's like yo you really we really need you to (laughs) we really need you to handle this um and i guess in the meantime my the bank where i had my campaign account had realized like 
oh, she's clearly done with this, right? Like she hasn't done a transaction in like six months. There's no mo- money coming in. There's no money going out. She's not answering. Like, she's clearly over it. So they closed down my bank account. And when they closed down my bank account, the board of elections subpoenaed the bank information. They were like, oh, she closed it out. We're going to, we need that. First of all, do you have any idea how close I came to actually shitting myself when I saw my name in the same sentence as the word subpoena? Yeah, real close. First first time as an adult that I was like, oh, oh, God. Um, so I called like, well, I have obviously really dropped the ball here. Um, in my defense, it never one time occurred to me that I would get fired from a job and then still have to provide free labor to that job. That seems insane. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you fired me. No, I'm done. I was done when you fired me. Um, obviously, that is not how it works. Yeah. So, here's the thing. Rick Thornton at the Board of Elections is an actual fucking saint. Um, he is... Co-signed. Like, He's amazing. Literally just an incredible human who was so willing to work with me and help me. Um, and... Listeners, I literally gave him all of, like, the passwords to get into my bank account. Like, if I had stolen money, that would have been a very poor decision would be to then give him... Do you you see what I'm saying? Yeah, they have literally all my bank records. If I had stolen money, they would have known it. Right, I literally said to him, I was like... They have literally all my bank records. Well, I was just like, I I just can't, Rick. Like, I don't, I don't have, I I have no idea what any of this is. Like, he's asking me questions about something that happened a full calendar year ago. Like, do you know what this $3.29 surcharge to ACHS VC305 is? And I'm like, I have... No, no, (laughs) why the fuck would I know that? Um, and to be clear, I cleared up the ones that I could, like there were a couple of them that were just like dumb typo-y bullshit. Like you said, you got money from Pace and you got money from PAC. And I was like, well, that's just me having fat fingers. That's not malicious. That's just stupid. Um, but there were, you know, I think 17, uh, expenditures in total before my account got shut down that I did not lock. Um, the majority of my fees, which WPRI said that we were charged thousands in fines. Mm. Um, yeah, mine is a $750 fine. And the majority of that is the daily late fee that I was incurring for every day (laughs) that I was not filing my campaign reports. So I just want to be clear to Tolly that, um, money laundering and bribery are not the same as late fees, right? Which is why you get arrested for kiting checks, but not for not returning love actually to Blockbuster. Do you see the, do you difference. See the difference in severity of these things? Also, Tolly, just a quick reminder um, that we are single moms. We are human beings who have families who listen to the news and employers and potential future employers who are now going to see that news article and think that we are thieves when in reality we are single mothers who missed fucking deadlines. You're a dick, sir. You're a dick, Tolly. Honestly, it's a great name because the more you say it, the more fucking sarcastic it sounds. And I would like to also say that the bulk of my expenditures came after a very dear friend of mine died and I dropped the ball on my second quarter campaign finance reporting. 
So what makes me look like a scumbag is the fact that I paid my campaign staff. They cashed a whole bunch of their checks. And I did not have any energy energy to log any of them in. And I fucking dropped the ball. And I didn't do it. So there's like 20 checks that I did not log in. And I kept telling myself, I'll go back and amend my campaign finance report. And I fucking didn't do it. And I will admit that I did not do it. But what a what a fucking scumbag am I that I paid my fucking campaign staff? Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Well, at least one of us did. I'm really sorry. <laughs> because that was that was one of the questions that they had about my campaign is they were like, well, there's a check here that you said that you wrote to Jason Royas, but there's no check that came out of your bank account to Jason Royas. And I was like, yeah, we ran out of money. <laughs> and, uh, Jason had to just eat that last couple of weeks. Those were volunteer weeks. He didn't know they were volunteer weeks, but it turns out they're volunteer weeks. They're volunteer weeks. Yeah. Um, and thank God, because so, I literally said to Jason, like, I will I will find a way to, like, I will, I will fundraise the money. You. And he was like, I was going to work on your campaign for free anyway. Like, you were the one who insisted on so, paying yay. me. Like, this was just a bonus. Like, it's not that serious, because Jason Royce is a fucking saint. Um, but, yeah, just, like, really, I mean... It wasn't even a slow news day, guys. Yeah, so like, the difficult personal time that they talked about on the newscast when they asked me for my um, my um, statement. Yeah, it wasn't like I had my period that day. It no, like her best like, friend died and she was fucking mourning. Difficult. Yeah. She was. She I, had I a headache. Spiraled. She couldn't. She couldn't do her campaign finance because she didn't feel good. Her ovaries. I kind of shit the bed for an entire summer. I'm really fucking sorry. Um, so anyhow, two single minds, moms got fined for we fucked up. And now here's what I do. And, think. We're fi- and a we're also fine with paying the fine. Oh, and to we, be clear, and like- we also really appreciate the board of elections. We love Rick Thornton because he was a fucking rock star helping us. So don't get the wrong idea when about that Rick, at all. When Rick was telling me that I was going to need to pay a fine, he was like apologizing because mm. he knows that I'm a single mom, and he was like, "I'm so like there has to be." There has to be, and I was like, "No, of course there has to be a fine." We fucked up. Like I fucked up. Of course, please don't apologize to me. Like there has to be. No, the one thing that I did ask for help with is they wanted me to pay it in like sixty days, and I was like, "That is not possible. That's not. I don't have. I no. I don't have that. Yeah. Um. And so he uh he gave me until like May of this coming year, um, which is awesome, and I'm like very again. Very friggin' grateful uh, to Rick for all of his help with this. Um, but, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't get into the political portion of this, right? I imagine that the BOE is in some way instructed to audit certain campaigns. Maybe. Um, and I, I, I feel that way because I have been audited so many times. Really? Um, I'm almost annual. Um I never have gotten in trouble for anything because I've never done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was constantly having to go in and like, and I am like an anal retentive asshole. So like, and my, had and my treasurer was, so like we would go in with like a binder with like color coded sections. Like we were fucking on it. Dude. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, and also we made, my treasurer and I made a real habit of making sure that we were always like communicating with the board of elections if anything happened. So like when Deborah Messing tweeted about me, Oh my gosh, what a mess that must've been. Actually. We, okay. So she tweeted about me in between quarters. Yep. 
Like she tweeted about me on like the 24th of June or something. And the quarter ended on the 30th. And between the 24th of June and the 4th of July, I got like 60 grand. Holy shit. And we were a campaign that was accustomed to working with like $6,000 from start to finish. Yeah. And we just got like this fucking ass load of money. And we both went in. It was so cute. We went into the Board of Elections with like pages on pages on pages of Act Blue. Act Blue. Act, just like how just even. checks on checks on checks. And like before the deadline, like before we were even um, late. Right. Right. We just walked in with all this stuff and we were like, I don't, it's too how? much. How? Yeah. Like how do it's you too much. Even... Like we went from running a diner to running a McDonald's and we right. weren't, and it was overnight and we weren't prepared for that kind of volume. No. And we just want to be clear that like, we can't do this. Like, no, it wasn't even, it wasn't even that. It was like, we're doing the best we can. Right. Okay. But like, if there are mistakes, please tell us because it's not malfeasance. It's just, we are fucking overwhelmed here, dog. Right. Like we're going to have to work 24 hours a day for the next. <laughs> and after the two campaigns reports where we were like doing catch up and fixing and catch up and fixing the girl who was my treasurer um libby kimsey amazing amazing absolute sweetheart i went to her and i was like libby i don't want you to think that i'm firing you because i'm not firing you i said but what you volunteered for (laughs) and what you have now become responsible for are two different things and I'm afraid if I keep making you do this, you won't be my friend anymore. Oh, <laughs> and she was like, I am so glad that you are firing me because I really wanted to quit. Yeah. And so now and I don't I have to, to do that. Me. And it was literally just like, yeah. we're just like, no, I would never have signed you up for this. I thought I was, so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> like this is the only way we can be friends. Right. I, I like, leave. no, no, you should, you should quit. You're right. You're right. It's a good call. Um, and then after, uh, so the rule is as long as you're not fundraising more than 10 grand in a cycle, you can be your own right uh, treasurer. treasurer. And because I had just gotten a fuckload of money, I wasn't fundraising Mm-mm. ever again. So yeah, I you just, were all set. right. So I just was my own treasurer from that point on, which is probably not a great idea. <laughs> like math, in retrospect, in retrospect, like math is not my strong suit. And I chose to do a job that was math plus detective work with like civil and criminal penalties and like hindsight being 2020 not my best choice not not my best choice um live and learn live and learn you live you live you learn exactly Um, but we do need to talk about the politics of this right because this in this particular consent order drop three candidates were audited Jen, I'm sorry, fine. Jen, mm-hmm. myself, and a city councilor in Johnston who made a, uh, a loan repayment to the tune of like $21,000. One of these things is not like the other. One of the. Do you see how that's a little weird that you would loop Jen and I in with the $24,000 a year mistake? Also, does anybody else think it's a little suspicious that two out of three campaigns that have to pay fines are hosts of Can We Fix It? A hundred percent of Can We Fix It hosts got fucked this week. And I just, it, I'm not going full tin foil hat, but it feels a little shady. Feels like this might have Dave, Dave McNee. No, that's not right. Stan McGee. 
Fuck, oh. what is that guy's name? I can never fucking know. You know the one? He's in charge. He looks like an inflatable, uh, like, tube man. We call him Stan Stan, the forgettable man. Dan! Dan McKee! This has Dan McKee written all over it. I know, who, who Dan. Who is he again? He's that guy who could never win governor, but could only be handed governor, and is about to lose it. Is he that guy that won the mystering? Oh my God, I don't think he wants to, that to be his legacy, but that's forever what I will remember him for is his legionnaires, his legionnaires <laughs> lobby. Legionnaires. That's what it is. He's getting a lot of money from the legionnaires disease lobby. Gotcha. And so he was like, I will help you. Now I remember. Spread. Yes. Now I remember. Yeah. I feel like maybe it might have something to do with the fact that for an hour every week, we shit talk the people in power. Now, Jen, you, my dear, are up Shit's Creek without a paddle because you are still running for office. This is officially <laughs> the last time you guys will ever fucking bother me about any of this nonsense ever again. And, Tolly, I hope that you manage to find, like, a new young lady that you can shit all over now that I am no longer relevant in the political world um, because I doubt that your reporting is going to get better. Um, but just tragic, you guys, deeply tragic. One of the other things that I really want to bring up about this article, um, this news story rather, uh, that I was definitely reminded of, um, is that like being a poor person running for office is just a terrible fucking idea. Like, I used to joke that that place was not worth the dental, but, like, that place was not worth the fucking dental, dude. Like, I lost my job as a waitress that I had had for almost a decade. Um, I was fired specifically for things that I had said as a representative. Um, I had never been fired before in my life, and then the first time I was fired, it was front page news. Um, that sucked. That, that definitely sucks. sucked. Um haven't been fired since, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but uh, as somebody who didn't have a college degree, it was really hard to find a job that allowed me the flexibility to go to the state house from 3 until 10 every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, as well as, you know, committees and fundraisers and other events. And one of the things about the state house is they don't realize that some people have regular people jobs, right? So we would be doing the budget on a Friday night and we wouldn't finish and they would go, okay, come in tomorrow. Okay, what job is going to let me call out with three hours notice? Mm -hmm. Like I, I did get a job after the diner. I worked at um, an adorable little uh, uh, thrift store called Split Apart Secondhand at the arcade. Shout out to Sonia. <gasps> um, and I remember having to be like, hi, I know that I'm the only person opening the shop tomorrow, but like I have to leave in the middle of the shift to go finish the state budget. Oof, and then that doesn't work well. I will come back. And, and she was like, oh, but she was a saint. She was like, of yeah. course, like the budget is more important. And like, sucks but for I, you though. Right. You know now, what I mean? That just sucks like, for you. Brianna Henry's had an experience earlier uh, this year where they called a caucus meeting like for the next night. And she was like, Hi, I work retail. Yeah. I can't. I'm a manager. I can't call out night. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Like, I, they just I have no concept. The regular people work there. And, like, I've been out for like, 14 months 
And I am just now clawing my way out of the abject poverty that the state house banished me to. Um, that was before the $750 fine. <laughs> Fuck, which I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to pay it. Yep. Happy to pay it. Um, totally unrelated note. If you guys want to chip into the Plainfield Pike Fund, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash can we fix it. We also accept one-time donations at Venmo. Uh, and uh, our, our cash app is CWFI. Can we fix it? So thanks. Thanks in advance. If you want to help. Um, grateful. Grateful. Hashtag yeah. bless. <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like I've spent so much of my time trying to convince like women specifically and and low-income people to run for office because like yeah it would be good for politics to have you guys there and like Jen part of me wants you to win right I think you would make an incredible senator we would all benefit from what would undoubtedly be miserable for you <laughs> it would be an absolute nightmare. It, would, it would fucking it would it sucks it sucks being poor and being up there and being around all these people that are not poor and have no concept of what it's like to be poor and well, it's just like it's more of us in there or at least people that are aware of what it's like in there then we change it yeah but that bit. doesn't change the fact that you make fifteen thousand dollars a year and like, good luck finding work elsewhere. I know. It's just, it's, it's hard. Jen's a better person than I. That's all I'm saying is that like, I am done with you motherfuckers. I'm done with you. Um, and that was part of the reason that I didn't respond when Tali, Tali emailed me. Um, that, and he literally started his email with, hi, Mora. Um, hi, Tali. I've never met you. That's weird. That's a weird way to start an email to somebody you've never met. Dear Dear Ms. Walsh would have been fine. Dear Rep. Walsh would have been better. But like, hey, Mora. No, thanks. I'm all set, Tolly. Um, but his final question was, you know, what is your message to voters? Um, and all I could think was like, go fuck yourselves. No, I can't say that. Um, what is your message to voters? Um, don't ever run for office. It's a trap designed to make and keep you poor. No, can't say that. Um what is my message to voters? This was the worst decision of my life. And while you, some of you message me regularly saying that you wish that I still represented the district, there has not been a fucking minute since I left where I wished that I still represented that district. Uh, what is my message to voters? My life is immeasurably better now that I'm not at the state house anymore. And it just felt like... One of the lessons that I learned being up there is that 90% of my charm is in the delivery, okay? And when you just, like, type my words in, like, a, like in a newspaper or in an article online, I am not nearly as funny or charming. Delivery falls flat. Or charming. So I just decided that none of those messages was going to sound good on paper and that I would be better off just coming to you directly and saying that, like, my message to you is that, like, I'm glad you guys enjoyed my time up there. I did not. I'm glad you guys miss me. No offense, but I don't miss you. Um, 
life is so much better on the outside looking in, uh, and arguably much more effective. Um, now, here's the thing. While I will stop running for office, what I will never stop doing is shitting all over Governor Dan McKee. It's my favorite thing. Uh, she loves it. We can't take it away from her. You can't take this from me. I have nothing left. Um, that's not true. I have plenty left. Um, but this is one of her favorites. But this is literally one of my favorite things is to just shit all over Dan. I feel like Dan is the only person out here really doing his best to make sure that he is a one-term governor. You know what I mean? I feel like it. He is. He's like, I don't ever want to come back to this. I feel like maybe he just hates being governor. Yeah, like I'm tired of it. This I'm over fun. it. This sucks. I liked being LG better. Which, you know what? I would I would love that for him. I actually think that would be great. Like, good for him. Just be like, yeah, I tried it. I was governor. Fuck you. I'm done. Later. Like, just good for you, man. Because if that's not what's happening, bro. Yeah. Bro, you're fucking then we it got up. a problem. Bro, this is not if if you're not if this isn't like an Andy Kaufman like right, <laughs> like right. that'd be great. Like, you know, theatrical, dramatic piece that mm-hmm. you're doing, like exactly. then like this is really like my friend yesterday was over and I was explaining the ILO thing to her because she doesn't like super pay attention to politics. And she was like, Maura, this literally sounds like a parody of a caricature of a corrupt politician. And I'm like, no, I know. Like the thing that I hate about Rhode Island politicians, and this is the thing that we say when like they're corrupt, at least people in other states, you find them getting accused of like cover-ups, right? Like you'll hear things in other states are like, oh my God, Andrew Cuomo covered up right. the deaths of like a bunch of like nursing home people. Like, our fucking asshole corrupt pieces of shit don't even bother. They don't even bother with the cover-up. Dan McKee, this got more just, you, you got Take 20, down. you got 20 more minutes of explaining this. You really got to just woosa. Yeah. Okay. Dan McKee awarded a $5.2 million contract to a firm that did not have a working website. Just let that sink in, you guys. Simmer with that for a minute. ILO did not bother to create a website for their fake bullshit money laundering firm, allegedly parody, allegedly, allegedly, until days after receiving the $5.2 million contract (laughs) from the state taxpayers. (laughs) Like, y'all are not even trying Y'all are not even trying. Um, Additionally, while we were getting ready for this episode, we found a couple of just suspicious things. First of all, the ILO group was not even incorporated until March 4th, which many of you will note is two days after Dan McKee took office. (laughs) Two days. They're like, you guys, we need to make a consulting firm. Stop. Um, two days. I know, two days. Its leaders, the ILO firm's leaders, are former executives uh, at Chiefs for Change, which we will get into this fucking nonsense in a minute. Um, a prominent education nonprofit whose CEO, Mike McGee, <laughs> is longtime 
ally advisor and member of the governor Dan McKee's transition team last winter. <laughs> you guys, it's no secret that we drink while filming this podcast. Do you have any idea how many cuts we have to do with Mike McKee? Fuck, I already fucked up again with Dan McKee and Mike McGee, who tinfoil hats on everybody. I'm a hundred percent sure are the same person. There's no way you're telling me. Who's seen both of them in a room at the same time? Oh, wait. I was just looking for a photo of two of them together, and I can't find one. Can you find a photo of just Mike McGee? Oh, yeah. I've got one right here. Does he Does he look like Dan McGee shaped? No, not at all. But then let's, let's take- It could be a- Oh, tinfoil hat even tighter. Could be a stock photo. Tinfoil hat even tighter. At the very end of all of this, somebody removes- Mike McGee's face and it's Andy Kaufman underneath. Ooh, see, I fully thought that it was going to be like Mission Impossible. Like, I agree with the Mission Impossible style, like removal of the mask. But I thought at the end of the day, it would be the fake old lady from Mayor Fung's snow shoveling thing from Old Lady Gate. Hashtag never forget. I love that old lady. When when that dude was like, bro, I'm your best bro. Of course I will dress up as a 90-year-old woman and stand beside you at a press conference. I got you all day, dude. You don't even have to ask. Yeah, that was... So, guys, just 5.2... And Oh, 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 oh. I have not given the piece de resistance. This contract was given to the firm so that they could help consult on how to reopen schools. Oh my God. Oh no. He looks like a human penis. That's bad. Sorry guys. Jen just showed me a photo of Michael McGee and um, I mean, put a curly wig on him, but I also am of the mindset that like all men over a certain age look vaguely the same. (laughs) Yeah. It means nothing to me. Um, Yeah. No, he looks like a, he looks like generic. After after John Voight got eaten by the snake in Anaconda and the snake spit him back up, that's what he looks like. Just like wet. I've He's never very seen shiny Anaconda. and shiny and wet. Is that the um, one with Jennifer Lopez? It is. That is the one with Jennifer Lopez. I might have to rent um, that. We don't so, rent movies anymore. Oh, oh that was so dated. That was adorable. Um, but so the ILL group was... was uh, hired to consult on the reopening of schools. Couple, couple quick things. Going swimmingly, by the way. School's been reopened, bitch. Like, what do you, what do you mean on the reopening? No, they're open. Yeah. No, what are you, what are you consulting on? Are you consulting on how the reopening is going? Like, you guys put zero thought into your backstory. Yeah. Zero thought. It's like coming home with lipstick on your collar and your wife being like, what happened? And you being like, I, uh, a lady fell onto my neck mm-hmm. after she was done uh, kissing me. No, not kissing me. Uh, falling, on, falling on me. She fell on me. Like, you yeah. didn't have a backup? Bro, like, you didn't have a cover Nothing. story. You didn't have a fucking website. Um, the, and the fact that every time you ask him, hey, like, do you think Rhode Islanders should be concerned about this? He's like, I think that there's way too much scrutiny being paid to this. I don't think it's a big deal. 
I don't see what the big deal is. You don't see what the big deal is in handing your buddy, who again, I'm not 100% sure isn't just you in a bald cap, <laughs> handing your buddy 5.2 million of not your fucking dollars. Like just this whole thing is shady as shit. This yeah. whole thing is shady as shit. Which brings us, we can do a little teaser here. Um, because we definitely are already doing digging on this and it's like, there's a lot to, there's a lot to go through, um, before we can give you fun stuff. Chiefs for Change, which is the nonprofit, uh, the education nonprofit that, fuck, Mike McGee, see, I got this, was the, uh, uh, was in charge of, okay? If you go and look at their cover photo on Twitter, it is a fucking who's who of people who are currently earning millions on millions of state tax dollars. Everybody from Harrison Peters, the former superintendent of the Providence schools who had to resign in shame after the toe popping. Angelica Infante Green, who is making a fuckload of money to quote unquote fix the Providence schools who has done nothing that any of the teachers or students or families are happy with in the calendar fucking years that she's been there and yet just signed a contract to extend uh, her time with the Providence schools takeovers. Um, Mike McGee, Dan McKee, just like real shady. How many of the people in this, I mean, first of all, do you have any open slots Jen and I are now officially capitalists. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Pay me. Okay. Like, do you have any slots on Chiefs for Change? I'm a chief. I'll change shit. Yeah. How do we how do we sign up? How do up? we sign up for that? Because apparently that's like a fucking like pipeline it's a cushy to game. tax dollars. And like I could make up a bullshit consultant. We already did make We're up a bullshit consulting now. firm. Hire us. We will consult. We actually have children. And so that would be way more helpful than probably whatever the fuck you got going on with like a bunch of Mr. Know. Potato Heads locked in a room talking about if we should reopen schools when schools are already open. And now more. I got to pay you $5 million for that? Jesus Man, Christ. You don't have to give me that much money. We are so much cheaper, Dan. We are. We're, We're so cheaper. much cheaper. I swear to God, we really are reasonable people, I swear. Fine, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying me, I will absolutely be reasonable. I'll I will be learn. To I will with. learn to be reasonable. Yeah. So we will definitely have more on Chiefs for Change later, um, and we have plenty of stories that we have to catch up with because news does not stop just because Jen and I throw a tantrum. <laughs> exactly. Fun um, things are happening. We have a lot to talk about. Yes, we're. I mean, we're making enough money now that I can say we're happy to be back. We are happy to be back. We're happy to be back. I'm not complaining. And, and it's honestly, worthwhile. And now we have a plan to deal with those of you who like to complain. Yes. But for those of you that sent really nice messages too while we were gone, we appreciate you and thank you. 90% women. Mm-hmm. Just want to be clear. And that was kind of why I felt compelled to come yeah. back because, like, why should women once again and our non binary friends be punished and our non binary friends be punished for the misdeeds of their garbage male counterparts? Mm-hmm. Um, And it was funny because one woman reached out and was like, you know, I loved listening to the podcast, but I'm really proud of you (laughs) 
that you're refusing to work for free because female work is always so undervalued. And like, I'm proud of you for standing up for you. And I was like, thank you. I needed that. Felt really good. Felt really good. We didn't miss you guys, but we know you missed us. <laughs> but every and time we heard something good that we wanted to talk about, though, we thought of you. We did. We did. We did still have our own little. Yeah. We had our little internal. Own little bitch fest. Little, yeah. We had our, we had our we usual had our Sunday little, night. We had our chat fest going. We still had our conversations about what we were going to talk about. Um, but but it's good to be back, and we're glad that, that you like us enough that you've been very, very convincing. So... Thank you. Go be a good neighbor. And remember that if you complain, it will come back to bite you in the ass.